Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My guests today are Jared and Kiara Mason. They're the co-owners of Made to Maximize. They officially started MTM, Creative Imaging Company, in 2019, where they help business owners create content, consistency, and conversions to attract their ideal clients through social media as well. They provide consulted efforts for all facets of your businesses in one easy-to-navigate location. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass for the very first time, Jared and Kiara Mason. How are you doing? Fantastic. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you. Did I get all that day. right? Did I get all that right? The names and the pacing and all that. Kiara is Kiara. Kiara. See, that's what I'm saying. Gotta get everything. Don't <laughs> let me go through this interview. My name's Rashawn. So I'm very uh, particular about people who say my name incorrectly. Kiara. Okay, cool. Kiara, like a tiara. Tiara. Okay, Kiara. So if I mess up in the process, it always Rashawn. Rashawn. Kiara. <laughs> Kiara. Uh, Kiara. Eight years ago, this kind of like this relationship kind of started. What did you see in Mr. Jared that kind of like <laughs> blossomed this whole uh, MTM business that you are like, have put, you know, started right before COVID and then it survived COVID and now we're in 2022. Talk to me. Yeah. Ladies first. Okay. So as far as the company, we knew that we wanted to do business together, but we never knew it would be in marketing. So my background is in social work and his is in sales and us just documenting our journey on YouTube as family vloggers, documenting our pregnancy journey, landed us a TV show and we started getting brand partnerships. And we're like, I think we're pretty good at marketing. Let's do this for other people. And that's what it led to. I never thought it would grow in this capacity, but he did. He was a visionary of it all. (laughs) And, um, I think this is definitely a money-making conversation. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, so absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun because the idea at the time, as Kiara mentioned, she has a bachelor's and master's in social work. And I, my, um, my background is in insurance. So I was a licensed insurance broker in 44 states. And as we're going through this different process, both of our career paths were providing resources and solutions to clients in need, right. whatever that capacity was. But the common denominator that we found was when they didn't have enough money coming in, they couldn't afford those resources. So how could we change that? 
And what I started getting invited to for the agencies I work with was, hey, how do we reposition our offer? How do we reposition our brand to attract more clients? Because even from the agency perspective, they wanted more sales. So I started going into those meetings, having those conversations, and it just turned into so many more things. So as Kiara mentioned, we started our YouTube channel about six years ago, and that just opened a lot of doors. Yeah. YouTube channel. That means you became visual. What was it? What did friends inspire you to do the YouTube channel? You guys sat down and said, you know, some, you know, both look good looking people. We are articulate. We have personalities. You know, that's the thing to do now. What made you guys go into the YouTube business? Well, I think it's it's a it's a funny story. I'm gonna try to tell it fast. Yes. Well, tell it, tell, no, no, no. We got time now because you know okay, I might yeah, stop yeah, you. Right. I might stop you. All right, cool. <laughs> so I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So of course, before college, obviously we were not in college. But, um, so growing up, um, I actually used to live in Japan for 12 years. Okay. And uh, when I came back from Japan, we moved to Chicago briefly and came down to Florida. Started our college careers. Uh, this was before Kiara and I met. And um, everything that we've done for at least my family side and Kiara's family side separately is very calculated. So everybody's calculated steps. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And I met Kiara actually on my first day going to this church. I was trying to visit to see my aunt. She moved down from Chicago and she was like, hey, I want to join this church and I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, hey, we're all new to Florida. We don't really know that many people. Most of our family is in Chicago. So I was like, before you join, at least let me and my brothers come and check out the place. So I walk in and PR is there. And um, I think it's an interesting story. I'll probably save a little bit of that spice for later. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Spice, spice, spice. Yeah, yeah, it, it spice. From church to spice? Come on now. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But So I'll give you the, the long story short okay. version of it. So I, I saw her on that first day and I just had this feeling of that, that she was going to be my wife. Invited her out for a date. Mm-hmm. Um, three weeks later, um, after this date situation, we had a little dating window. We had a three-week engagement. Three right. weeks later, we were married, and we've been married for nine years. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. slow down, because you know you talk fast now. Come on yeah. now. That's what I'm saying. I can slow yeah, down. There was a lot of dates that were very yeah. short window. Okay, you met her, you know, going to church, right? That, I got that correct? Yes. Yeah. And then three, you said, you she, did you look at him and say he was going to be your husband, Kiara? Yeah, so on our first date, first date, that's what we missed, was on our first date, we both told each other that we would marry one another. We literally turned it around on our phones. Yeah. And I would never recommend that. I would never do that. I'm just not that person. But I felt prompted to do it. I really felt like he was my husband because I saw so much of me and him. Uh-huh. I felt like he was a male version of me. And so after our first date, I was like, you know what? Mm, this is too good to be true. Right. My friends was like, I don't know. You should be cautious. And then that started a hiatus of our talking to one another. But when we reconvened, um, he stopped talking. Like, he didn't say bye to me at church one day, y'all. And I was like, well, what's wrong? If he, had a, if he has a girlfriend, just let me know. And my friend was like, well, you told him you didn't like him. Nonetheless, I had a dream that he was still my husband and that I wasn't happy with it, with the former relationship. And I knew that he really was. So we reconvened. And then after that, three weeks, we were engaged. And three weeks after that, we were married. Okay, great. You were engaged, you were married. Three weeks, you know, that's TV show stuff. You know, it's just, you know, that's, you know, marriage at first, love at first sight. Now, they, you know, they got a lot of reality shows rolling around with you two people in it. But in fact, y'all, at least y'all did three weeks. Three weeks. No, okay, you're exactly you. right. So that's how we wrapped up the show. Because uh-huh. our family was like, what are y'all doing? Right. Like, that's just, 
I said it fast because it really happened fast. Right, so right. they're like, what are y'all doing? So we started making videos to show yes. our family our lifestyle. Right. And that's where YouTube was born for us. Okay, cool. And so, so because you know, I got to get, you know, you know, see, you know, I've read about this in your bio, which, you know, you brought it up so quick in this conversation. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm like I said, my wife, I met her in 81. We married in 88. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I traveled a lot. You know, I was doing stand up comedian. I was stand up, thought I was going to be the next Eddie Murphy. So I was on the road a lot. So now, y'all met on the first date. You, you, you know, you looked at one another, say, we got a lot of things in common. I'm just trying to get to the, to the marriage part. Okay. So first week. So we're talking about three weeks. So first week, second week, third week. What was the first week like together? Oh my gosh. It was kind of like, for me, I was like, wow, this is my person. And uh-huh. this is really happening for me because I knew in the beginning of the year that I was going to be a wife, even though I was oh, very mm-hmm. content in my singlehood, uh-huh. but I knew that I was going to be a wife. I just didn't know who it was and who I thought it was going to be was not it. Right. And so finally being saying that, okay, we're going to be together. It was like, okay, well, what's stopping us from just actually making it official? But right. we were really happy. Okay, cool. Now, Gerard, Jared, excuse me, I apologize. Um, second week, she said she thought she was going to be somebody else, but now it's you. Second week, mm-hmm. where are we at? Did you did you drop a ring on on the second week? When did the ring pop up? When did you drop on the knees? When did was it was when did that happen? Okay, so I'll I'll be a little bit slower this time. Thank Just you, brother. Yeah, yeah. When you when you when you meet and get married in three weeks, you gotta slow it down sometimes. <laughs> so uh so essentially th- this whole process was I I was sitting there and I had I had my moment to kind of sit on the back row. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I saw her walking down the aisle, I saw me at the aisle receiving her walking down the aisle. So that was that whole situation. So we turned our phones around, as Kiara mentioned, and um there was about what about six months mm-hmm. roughly that she didn't want to have nothing to do with me right I'd say that was after the that first, first date, date. Yeah. so it was a week and then six months went by where she didn't want to have anything to do with me my whole situation during that time was i was still seeing the vision of the completed process which is why i always talk about jared like the jewelry store because she went to jared at the end you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i'm going through this whole process and i'm like okay well, if I see that this is who I want to marry, we've already communicated that, whether it's briefly a long-term relationship, whatever situation is, the idea is mutual at this point. Oh, okay. If she decides to not follow through with that, that's up on her. But I still see myself as being married. I don't know who it's going to be. She still sees herself as being married. She's not sure who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But my initial desire was for it to be her. Yes, so I sir. just stayed in that safe zone of, hey, how can I be in the picture, but not in the picture. So if I yes, found sir. out she had a need or if I found out she was um, she was going to a venue or doing something, I wouldn't always be at that place other than church, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like, hey, if I find out that y'all have a fundraiser, guess who's going to give something? Yeah. If I find out y'all have a promotion, guess who's going to sponsor something? Like, just right. be in the room. Right. So the number one goal was just being in the room. So keeping that vision ahead. Yeah, staying in line of sight. So really, just once we got the story right. So really, you met one week, then six months later, there was no interaction. Right. Well, and, it was little. Like he would text me always at the right time. Like when I was down or whenever, just, hey, checking up on you. I'm like, oh, hey, I appreciate it. 
And that was it. And I'm like, why does he always text me at the right time? But nonetheless, as far as like going out and doing things, no, we didn't. Okay, cool. And then, okay, so. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. There's a three-week courtship, I'm assuming, right? One week, six-month separation, then two then the second week, and then the third week you got married. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. No, okay. The cool. third, yeah. Oh, so, three weeks of courtship. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah so three weeks of courtship. Process, she had this dream. Yes, sir. And you can kind of talk about your dream if you want. Yeah. So in the dream, I was um, after my roommate called me out and she was like, I thought you said you didn't like him. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just so frustrated. Let me go pray. And so I'm praying to God. I'm like, God, why do I feel this way? Why am I offended? What's going on? And then he showed me the dream of me being with Jared and my life was full of peace, full of bliss. And then he showed me a vision with my ex-boyfriend and I was still even more unhappier than I already was with our relationship. And that's when I knew it, it sealed the deal. So just coming back to him and I was like, hey, do you still feel the same way? And he tried to play a little hard to get it first. Yeah, but was, then we said, salty. yes. So we said, yes. So the first week was great. Just finally being on the same page. Second week was, I think you actually went to, I think we said, hey, dad, I want to come chat with you. And you went and asked my dad, right? Yeah. So um, at that point, we actually had another date and it was like, hey, are we going to do this or not? She was like, yeah, we're going to do this. All right, cool. After I got the green light, I'm in strategy mode. I'm a strategist by nature. So it's right. like, all right, cool. So I'm going strategy. Obviously, I got to talk to dad. I got to talk to pastor. I got to talk to my mom, my dad, right. the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So that's going through my head. Lined up those ducks in a row and made the initial appointments to everybody I had to meet. And then um, after that, it was go time. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, because, um, you know, I, I think, I, I feel when I look at your relationship, which is a strong relationship, you know, because you're, you're a couple that are in business that basically laid, you laid the groundwork for building this relationship. You may have not dated for six months, but you position yourself to show her value, both physically being there and emotionally. And that's right. that's how you communicate it to her. That's how you want her over, want her heart. And I think there's a lesson to be learned there that, you know, people, you don't have to technically uh, win somebody's heart or win somebody's love by constantly being there if you don't do anything to encourage a positivity in your relationship. Because right. she said some key things, I think. He always called me at the right time. He always said something. He always had, he always dropped knowledge on me that, that was needed for me to get to the next day. And I'm sure she did the same thing for you. You know, uh, now, she, she was, I had the coldest shoulder. She was right. not reaching out to your boy at mm-hmm. all. Oh, okay, okay. She got married. She, yeah. Come on, now, Kiara. Now he's saying yeah. that he's saying that like that, but we know you you was receiving, as they say in church, you were receiving these blessings. Okay, how can he yeah. say that you were giving him the cold shoulder and you were receiving these blessings? Hey, no. It, it was true. Like, I, I really was because I was just so frightened that this was too good to be true for me. So I didn't want to be let down once again. So yeah. the safest way to do that was to separate my emotions, to separate, you know, that from me so that I can just continue living my life until I figure out, is this what I really want? Right. Okay. So cool. I literally mean the cold shoulder. Like, after thank you, that was it. Right. Then a month will go by. It was like, hey, how's, how's your day going? Hope all is well. Boom. Oh, all is well. Thanks. Then wow. two months would go by. Right. Literal cold shoulder. Right. Well, you know, it, it, I, I commend you, brother. 
You know? <laughs> you know, it's like walking across the floor for a dance floor. You know the best song is being played, and she says, she's moving in her chair, right? Right. We'd like to dance? Right. No. Okay, okay, I gotta walk right back. I gotta walk exactly. across. The exactly. <laughs> but yeah. you're still moving in your chair though, okay? Right, right. Yeah. So uh but so but that leads to a relationship now that's thank God you guys connected. Thank God y'all got married. And then y'all became business owners. How did the business aspect develop into this? Because first of all, you had to court her, then she had to then she had to believe that you were overcome the um angst. That you were you were not going to be another mistake. Now y'all in business together. How does that work? And do you, Kiara, have any doubts about in your mind when you talk about this business relationship? What what knocks out the doubts? I think after once I was finally on the page that like God gave me that peace that he was my husband, it's still the deal. I never had a question if he was my husband. I never had a question about um, was I going in the right direction? Never again. Now we got in business and I was like, I've never been a business owner before. And so I have to take your leadership in a different way. And so still we are very big on being unified before we move forward with anything. And that I think has been a key to our marriage. So we will make sure that we're on the same page before we move forward with anything. But honestly, when it comes to the day-to-day or in business, we had to really define our roles. Like he really is. I, even though I own majority of the business, he is actually a CEO and I'm a COO by nature. I'm very operational. I'm very methodical. I'm very service oriented. He is as well. But we recognize after a while when we were kind of bumping heads a little bit that, wow, okay, you're really a visionary. Let me take your lead in that regard. Right. And I had to settle my own, you know, issues with that too. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a visionary. He saw you and you didn't see him. Okay. I should have known that, but we we already got that. Jared is a visionary. Okay. You, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got blinders on. I got blinders on. Let's talk about your business. Let's talk about this. Your business made to maximize. Why that name? Jared. Um, made to maximize, uh, we always had something MTM. It was Meet the Masons on YouTube, MTM Creative Imaging and Co., um, which was the original consulting and marketing agency. But made to maximize really was birthed from a scriptural perspective. It's like we're called to be fruitful, called to multiply, have dominion, to do all these different things. But then as we're going to do this, that's literally the track record that we've left in every avenue, whether it was social work, whether it was sales, whether it was insurance, we're maximizing everybody's opportunity. So when it came into the business world, it's like, hey, if you're going to invest $100 or 100000 or whatever the case may be in your business, how do you maximize the return on that investment? And that's what we believe that we're supposed to do is help people maximize that. And I love to use the example of a dentist. Um, if you have a dentist and they're the best oral surgeon in the, in the right. world, mm-hmm. their job is to help people with their teeth. They don't have time or they shouldn't prioritize their time to post that stuff on the website to make an Instagram, to make a LinkedIn and TikTok. If they do both, one job is worth $100 an hour. One job is worth $10,000 an hour. So why don't you focus on your 10,000 thing and let us focus on the 100 or the 1,000? And that will bring in more of your $10,000 clients. So if you can leverage our expertise and the bandwidth of our team to say, hey, when I do all these things by myself, I'm only going this fast. But when I get this leverage point of vehicle, I can accelerate. And that's what we help business owners do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, 
Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Right. Well, the thing about it is that you, 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 your business is broken down, and I see it says social media marketing and management. You have photography, videography, copywriting, graphic design, website design. It started with the two of you, okay? Mm-hmm. How did you make the decision that, okay, this is the company that we want? Because everybody, you know, you have a skill set, like you said, insurance, you're also social. And so now you got a company, and then you start— interviewing people? How did you go through that process? Because a lot of people are doing this. So I'm not saying doing exactly what you do, but they have an idea and then they have to put the idea together. And then you guys are making joint decisions, which can be more difficult. Mm-hmm. Instead of me going, I was just going down the road, going, I want that building. I want to hire that person. I, I like those <laughs> curtains. I like that, that carpet. Yeah. You know, I want to pay that person that amount of money. How, just explain to my, my listeners and viewers, how does working as a couple, what are the pluses and the minuses of it? Because it does work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would say when we started the company, I think we both shared in the vision that this was an agency model, even though it was just starting with us. So we knew that it wasn't just going to be us um, by ourselves. And so once we reached to a place where we then we maxed our capacity, um, we weren't excelling like we used to, or maybe we were making little mistakes right. that we did before. We're like, oh, I think we need to hire more people to come mm-hmm. in. So we had contractors come in and we gave um, people opportunities, but then we started to train people to in. TM way and then grow our business that way. And that was a bit more successful. But as far as like the pros and cons of us 
being in business together. I think we're always together and we love that, but we're always together. You know what I mean? I question that so much, Carla. (laughs) You said man sitting next to you, you gave him the coach. I I don't get this, Jared. You know, she now she can't get enough of you. And then she, then she was just it's kicking fine. you to the curb with the, with the, oh, thank you. Cause I, I, you know, that's the thing, you know, when you interview people, cause you guys have interviewed people on your show. You know, you know, the worst thing in the world when people give you yes, no answers. How you doing today? Fine. You go, okay. I got 15 <laughs> minutes left here. So she was giving you those yes or no relationship responses. Right. Now. On my show, I can't get enough of him. I work with him all the time, and he just—she just smiling and just giggling and everything. What did you do, brother? What did you do? Tell all the men out in the world what did you do to turn the head of this fantastic woman in your direction? So, the top two things. Thank you. But I'm gonna leave the third one out. Y'all gonna have to get a one. <laughs> well, Steve Harvey gave us all the answers supposedly, yeah. Yeah. but he didn't tell us how to deal with a cold shoulder for six months. So the number one thing is to stay committed to your original intention and vision. I like that. I like that. Because if they feel like your attention is only on them, or you can deviate because of what they do, then it's like, hold on, who's driving? So if I'm still heading towards my vision. I'm still heading towards my goal. And number two, getting results towards that. Who doesn't want to have a championship winning team in their corner? Right. So that's what I created in my atmosphere was if I keep winning in this direction, which she knows her destiny is lined up to the things that she's acclimated towards or that she likes. She's going to see me because either I'm going to be on the stage. I'm going to put somebody on the stage. I'm going to create an atmosphere. So either come into my show with me or you come to my show in the audience by yourself. So you're going you're gonna to be over here either way. So at the end of the day, my the top two things are staying committed to your original goal and get results along the way. And because of that, it's like, hey, why would I not want to be on a winning team? And I think that's one of the, the third one is really the, the, the best one. I'm going to leave that one for later. Oh, but, oh, that's um, for the book you're going to write one day. <laughs> you know, the six-month chase, you know. How to, exactly. how to, how to, when they say no, Keep going. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. This is is fun and this is an enlightening, uh, but it's also about business. It's also about relationships, you know, and I think that's important that people understand that even if you're not in a personal relationship, as you two are, it is about communication. Yes. And that's the key, not only communication between each other, but your staff and also your clients. Can you give some advice, Kiara? Did I say it right, correct, Kiara? Good. I want to make sure I'm closing the show right. I'm not (laughs) deviating. And Jared, communication first with your clients and then second with each other and then third with your employees. Starting with Mm -hmm. you, Jared. Okay. Um, So I would definitely say communication with the clients are key. The reason why I say that's key is I'm, I'm big on relationships. As you can see, I've already talked about the cold shoulder situation with my wife, right? Mm-hmm. So having a marketing agency, the whole world is giving you a cold shoulder because they don't know you exist. Mm-hmm. They don't know your voice. They don't know your vision. They don't know your values. They don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you automatically come to the stage unknown, unincluded, uninvited. So when you're putting out a marketing campaign, you're making a website, you're doing LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever case may be, they don't want to like your posts. They don't want to engage in your content. You're getting the cold shoulder. However, when you tie that back to 
um, your long-term vision, what you want to create and get them results along the way, then it opens up everyone's awareness. And I'll give you a quick example. We have one of our uh, neighbors that lives about seven houses down uh, before he moved. And um, we did a free consultation for him. Right. Long story short, um, before we started the, uh, the marketing agency, we had a, a consulting deal that we were always doing and offering that. That's how I started finding the need in the insurance business. They would bring us down. Hey, how will we market this? All right, cool. Let's do that. That turns into a multi-million dollar opportunity. I'm like, what's my percentage? Mm-hmm. Oh, you work in sales. You don't get percentage of the marketing. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let me start doing this on my own. Right. That in. <laughs> As I told my neighbor, we had a three-step process. And I was like, hey, we're going to work on number one, work on number two, work on number three. He immediately went to implement. In 28 days, he made $30,000. Right. Mm-hmm. In the next 30 days, he made another 90000 He was right. like, this stuff, this plan that you gave me works. And the reason why I say that is that ties back to communication is I was able to sit down and understand his voice, his vision, and his values. Excellent. He put him in a step to where he can maximize that. And you have to listen first. Most communication is listening. And um, that's what I learned to do. And then we have to turn in that to a process that they could actually have as a predictable step next. What would you say about that? Um, I would say for me, when it comes to communicating with clients, it's all about setting expectations. So we can never assume that our clients know us, Mm -hmm. know what we stand for and know just the processes that we have in our business. So I really love to let them know, hey, this is what we're going to do for you. Mm -hmm. This is how we're going to do it. These are our business hours. This is how you can expect me to communicate with you. And I found that when we set the expectation up front, we don't get you know, issues later on about you didn't text me back or you didn't call me back. Well, text, we don't really text our clients, <laughs> but you didn't call me back um, during this time. Well, you already knew in advance that this is our, these are our business hours and we really stick to that because we're familypreneurs. So this is, we do all these things together. We have to set those boundaries. So that's big for me is setting those expectations with clients. Yeah. Talk about relationship, communication through the relationship. Um, I would say that's pivotal. Um, I believe our level of of intimate conversations Mm -hmm. overflows in every other aspect Mm -hmm. of our life. So it makes it easier to communicate effectively with our clients or with Mm -hmm. our team because we've gone through those rough patches. And Mm -hmm. back to the cold short example, I'm still communicating stuff even though she's not responding. Right. So Mm -hmm. how can I still get this message delivered? Right. Even if you don't want to receive the mail. So that same process of going through that and now that she does want to be around and that she does want to hear everything, that's is a it's a wonderful change, right? But um being intentional about going through that process and saying, hey, I want to talk with you so I can actually hear your heart and not miss something. And this is one of the key, um, pivotal things is a lot of times people only try to give their opinion and their direction without including another person. So how we set up our business was intentionally PR has 51%. And I have um, 49%. The reason why that was important to me, because I wanted to communicate from the front, even though this was a vision that I had, I want you so invested in the vision and you to profit so much from the vision that even though we're going to make a ton of money here, I'm putting you as lead ownership. Right. And that gives a totally different level of buy-in. And when you have that level of buy-in now, I don't have to only be the one that's passionate about the pursuit. Right. Like, hold on. I mean, I, I always, win too. I was always passionate once I got on board. <laughs> once you got on board, but it took a long time <laughs> yeah. to get on board. Long but time. she had 51%, though. You know, 50, right. 50, she should be passionate with that 51%. The last right. one that I want right. to talk about, which is really the key, 
your employees. And that's where so many people fail, you know, because sometimes when you have employees, you can be too personal. You can be more concerned about their, 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 their rent being paid, their gas, their bills, but not concerned about the work they're doing. You got to be able to build that wall of separation. Look, I want to win too. I cannot personalize your issues, nor can I be consumed by your personal issues. As right. owners, please tell people how, I want to hear this from both of you guys, because I know y'all deal with them differently. Mm-hmm. How do y'all deal with employees and separately and then together? Yes. Yes, that is such a great question. And can I say we made a number of mistakes along the way. Um, one of our mentors had to set us inside and say, hey, you don't owe anyone an opportunity. You don't owe anyone an opportunity. It is a it's an opportunity for them to work with you. Like you don't have to give them these things. You built this company yourself. And then once I recognize that. I'm a wealth builder. I have, we've created this thing together. We don't have to allow anyone within our company. So we have made decisions before where it's like, well, I just want to help someone out because we know that they're in an unfortunate situation. I think they have a good skill set that will work. And then we recognize that, ooh, that wasn't the best thing. But because we are big on relationships, we let them know, hey, before we even start this, our relationship is more important than the money. So we were still able to have great, great relationships with those people that are no longer with the company. But moving forward, we had to let them know that, hey, you're going to see a different side of me. I know we were sis and whatever before, but now I'm COO. And this is what we're doing, X, Y, and Z. And knowing that, hey, we know how to create boundaries and relationships, but I still follow up with, I still love you. And we can have conversations outside of business afterwards. It kind of creates a great balance. But before we weren't as great with that, <laughs> I would say that's my part. What yeah. about you? Um, I, I carry the same passion that Kiara yes, has. We just displayed in different ways. So I'm big on philosophy and strategy. So my philosophy in connection with our, our team members and everybody on our team is a three a three C element. It's content, consistency, and conversions, which you alluded to a little bit earlier. But on the personal level, I always talk about skill set, structure set equals your income set. And what I mean by that is this. If you have a skill, let's say you're a photographer. Fantastic. You can shoot photos. And with you being able to shoot, edit, do this and do that, do you have a structure around it on your own to where now we can expect a certain amount of photos, a certain amount of images, a certain amount of quality, which denotes a certain amount of pay? Mm-hmm. And no matter what that skill set is, my mindset for everybody on the team and around the team is if we can help you maximize your skill, we can help you maximize your structure. That means we can help you maximize your income. So I was just giving a... Um, an example to one of our uh, team members yesterday. And one of our photographers started at $25 an hour right. with our team. And then I was like, hey, you have an eye, but we got to fix this. Let's change your editing. Let's do this. Let's do that. And let's put some structure behind that. And once he captured that skill set, we bumped him up to $50. An right. Hour. Mm-hmm. Then 100 then 150 And then you keep going from there. And it's like, hold on, why would you invest so much in this one person or this group of people? It's because as they're expanding in their exposure and they're expanding in their expertise, our team is ex- expanding in exposure. Our team is in, is expanding in expertise. And the beautiful thing about that is somebody might see that one team member out somewhere and they're like, oh, you do this. I saw you put this on your Instagram. I saw you put this on your TikTok or your LinkedIn. Where are you doing that at? Then they bring it back to maybe maximize. And then that grows all of us. Now it's like, hold on, I never even would have got here unless you told me how to maximize my skill set. 
and let you show me how to maximize my structure. And now all of our income grows together. So it's really a group thing. Awesome. I appreciate you both coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. It's been a, a journey of emotion, of, <laughs> of, of um, how to talk as a relationship, how to talk as a business, how to build a business, but more importantly, communication. Uh, that's my biggest takeaway in this interview that I'm doing with both of you guys. But again, much success to Made to Maximize, a company that was started in 2019, and Kiara. And uh, Jared Mason, I wish you much luck, much success down in Sanford, Florida. And if you ever need to talk to me, look, everybody, they do social media management and marketing. They do photography, videography, copywriting, graphic design, and website. And you don't, you do not have to be in Sanford, Florida to use their services. They're available online through social media, contact them. They're very talented. And more importantly, they know how to communicate. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. If you want to be successful, you better look at that person that's troubling you. Either get them out of your eyesight or learn how to talk to them. Keep winning. I appreciate for, appreciate both of you guys for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. If you want to see or hear any of these interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. Thank you. <laughs>